Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the Scream Creeps podcast, where in this episode, we're actually going to talk about the movie The Black Phone. Uh, the Black Phone is, well, it's called a 2021 American coming-of-age supernatural horror film, according to Wikipedia. I don't really know what a, a, a coming-of-age supernatural horror film means that's no, because they were young yeah but, uh, that's what i'm guessing is because the it's their age, yeah. main people were <laughs> but, like teenagers yeah but it was directed by scott derrickson and for anybody that doesn't know that guy directed uh the first doctor strange movie hmm. uh, he also directed sinister oh, uh, movie. um <laughs> and he directed The Last Exorcism of Emily Rose, so that's oh, just one of the ones. One. Yeah. But he was also slated to actually uh, direct uh, the second Doctor Strange movie, but uh, backed out and did this one instead. Uh, it was produced by Jason, well, one of the producers was uh, Jason Bloom. Um. Which one's Jason Bloom? Sounds familiar. He's the one that leads Bloom House. Oh, okay. Um, and it's an adaptation of a 2004 short story by of the same name by Joe Hill. It starred Mason uh, Thames, Madeline McGraw, Jeremy Davies, James Ranson, and of course we have to talk about Ethan Hawke. So, um. Basically, the story revolved around um, a bunch of abducted teenagers. And Boys. Specifically, one that got caught at the end. And we can go ahead from there and talk about what we thought. I don't. I don't want to give too much away in the intro. We can. It's definitely. Yeah, but we do want to bring for spoilers though. because we will talk about what happened in the movie and how it ended. So. Yeah. So there will be spoilers. For anybody listening, if you have not seen the movie yet. And I would so, definitely say, if you haven't, to watch the movie, then listen to the podcast. Yeah. Well, and better. I just want to say right off the bat that, what is it, Blumfield, Blumhouse? 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 I don't know how to say yeah. it. I'm not sure how you say it. Blumhouse? I thought Blumhouse. it was Blumhouse, but I mean, it could be Blumhouse. Yeah. I don't know. Well, however you say it. Sorry, I'm kind of butchering that. But... You know, they're known for making movies on lower budgets. And so I do want to go off and just go ahead and say at the beginning that this movie I thought was pretty good. And they they are showing that you can make good movies on low budgets. So. Yep. And this one by far, like, I, uh, I thought I was going to enjoy it before I watched it just because of the trailer and stuff like that. Because I think in the trailer they uh, they spoil that the sister has, like, visions or whatever. Yeah, like psychic powers or yeah, visions, yeah, something. Like where yeah, she has j- visions of like certain things. So the whole thing, I just liked the pacing of the movie, especially it was only like an um, hour and like 35 minutes or an hour and 40 minutes, something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, it was 103 minutes, so it was 143 minutes long. Yeah. So, like, it went briskly through the thing. Like, they didn't, like, there wasn't, like, anything that needed to be trimmed. I think that the whole story was, like, so the whole center, center of the story is essentially there. Uh, Ethan Hawke plays a, a guy named The Grabber. They don't, I don't think they really even say what his name is. 
Mm. Yeah, I don't think they do either. But uh, pretty much, no, the they basic said name. what his brother's name was. Yeah, his brother's name was Max. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talked. So about. Uh, essentially, they just called him the Grabber the whole time, and essentially, him he would just kidnap children, and then it looks like maybe he was from an abusive household or something. That's what I was guessing from it. But I could be totally wrong. But uh, like uh, so he would do certain things like every time consisting of a certain way. Like he kidnapped, I think it was five kids other than the main Well, they weren't dude. just kids. They were teenagers and they were all boys. Yeah. And he was basically, a, you know, as it turns out, a serial killer. So kind of yeah. reminded you of like a, like a Gacy or a Dahmer or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like the main thing was that he was friends with, uh, a Latin kid, I would say probably the best way to describe him, but like he used to beat people up. They show in one of the scenes that he beats up like uh, one of the toughest kids or so, like one of the kids. So you're talking up. about the main the main teenager guy, right? Yeah, the oh. one that's friends Are you with him. you transition from who you were talking about? So. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, uh, okay, so like uh, one of the guys that he kidnaps, he was friends with the main kid that also gets kidnapped at one point in the movie. <clears throat> but he, like, beats up one of the other kids. So, like, it shows, like, from off the jump that he was, like, a fighter. So no matter what, he was, like, fighting the whole time. So it kind of leads back into the near the ending of the film, pretty much. Like, the last, like... Because, the, and like, he, the main kid gets kidnapped. Then there's a black phone that is sitting, like next to a bed that it looks like everything was like tied down or like screwed into the floor. That's what it looked like at least. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even the, uh, so he couldn't move the bed. He couldn't move the, like he couldn't jump up high enough to hit the window sill and stuff like that trying to escape. So the like there was, uh, and there was only like one bathroom in there, I think, and a bunch of rugs for some reason. But like, like carpet or something. Yeah, and then Ethan Hawke even mentions when he's talking to the kid that the black phone doesn't work and the room will mess with his head and make him think that it's working or something. I think that's what he said at one point. Well, I mean, I just thought it was cool that like, you know, he, well, I mean, not that he kidnapped the kids, it was cool, but, you know, the kid gets kidnapped, he puts him in the basement, he's keeping him, and then, like you said, the black phone, which you could tell was like hooked to nothing. So it really shouldn't have worked. But I did think it was a kind of a good premise that basically the other kids who had went missing were calling him on the phone and giving him, you know, giving him warnings, giving him hints of things they tried and stuff he can try to do to get out. You know, I just thought that was kind of interesting. An interesting yeah, story. I like how like everything that each person told him was stuff that he used in the like to get out essentially <laughs> that's one of the main things that i liked about the whole thing <laughs> like, yeah, my the, favorite character in the movie was gwen though the sister oh, the, the sister, sister was my yeah. favorite by far yeah. what was the main kid's name the main boy's name finn finn that's right it was finny but he yeah he, he liked to go by finn but he wasn't confident enough to really say that until yeah, yeah. That's one thing I so, liked about it too was that it showed that he was non-confrontational. A lot of the time, like it showed, like throughout the whole movie, like 
how he didn't want to confront people. He wanted to run away and stuff like that. And then by the other, like the, by the end of the movie, he was like a changed person, pretty much. Yeah, That's kind of almost showing people that you know you're stronger than you think you are. Yeah. Well, if you did what he did at the end, you'd be a badass. Oh, oh yeah! Everybody. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I <laughs> mean, and I loved how they showed that in the movie too. So, like, yeah, I mean, that's how you would be reflected, and that's why I liked how accurate it was. Is if you actually took out a serial killer that killed five kids, or yeah, when you're like fifteen, one, yeah, and you went back to school for mm-hmm. one, you survived it. Yeah. Two, you killed the fucker. Yeah. You know, so it's like. People well, be like, don't mess with yeah, him now. Yeah, they're like, him now. Nope, I'm not fucking with that dude. <laughs> yeah, like those three guys that bullied him at the beginning, they weren't going to mess with him now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man. That's why I liked how it looked at one point that he had different versions of the same mask, too. Oh, yeah, it did look like that, too. Because yeah. it looked Part like at that. first like he had a smiley face on. And then it went to like a sad face at one point, or at least well, that's I couldn't what even I tell. Josh, I couldn't even tell until even when he had the mask that just covered his mouth. I still I couldn't tell it was Ethan Hawke until finally he wore like the well, the one that covered his eyes but had his mouth showing. It was the opposite. No, his eyes were open and his mouth was covered. No, I couldn't tell it was Ethan Hawke until I saw his mouth because when he had the one covering his mouth. With his eyes, it still didn't look like Ethan Hawke to me. And then finally, when he switched it, I was like, okay, now I can tell it actually is him. Okay, well, See, I was able to tell right away, but like, uh, yeah. Well, I you just knew like, for one. Yeah, like I knew that I mean, it was him, and then I was like, okay. Well, yeah. And the last <laughs> thing that I watched with Ethan Hawke in it, too, which I'm wondering if they filmed it around the same time, was Moon Knight. He plays as the bad guy in Moon Knight, too. I forgot the name of the character in Moon Knight, though. But, like, uh, like it looked about the same. Like, it looked like he still had his gray hair that was in Moon Knight and stuff like that. So, I'm wondering if, like, they filmed it around the same time. But, like, yeah, yeah everything in this movie just worked anyway. Like, it was a simple premise. So, like, well, everything just worked. I thought it was cool worked. that they were having the... The kids who obviously, as you find out later on, had all been murdered, were trying to help him, give him clues, calling him and telling him things, even though they, you know, kept saying they didn't know who they, they didn't remember their names yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, remember who but, they were, yeah. And from the standpoint of Ethan Hawke, his character, I was, uh, what do you call it? Um, I liked the way that even he did stuff, you know, from a standpoint of uh, he was testing the kids. Oh like yeah, when he would the door unlocked. He wanted them to come upstairs. Yeah, he wanted yeah, to play the naughty boy game or something. They called it. The yeah, yeah. And I'm honestly wondering if Finn would have told him his real name if he would have let him leave. Probably not, though. But yeah, like, I doubt I'm, it. Uh, because I I think that they kind of alluded to that, but like. I'm just curious if, like, that would be the case, if you would have let well, him go. he might have, though, because it was all tests. But he know, he knew ultimately, psychologically, that they probably wouldn't because he had done it enough. Well, he they, told him at the beginning, too. He said, I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. And that was the whole point, was to make them on their own come out of the room and come upstairs. Yeah. Not knowing that they were going to, you know, he was going to attack them and kill them, but... Well, at first, I think he wasn't going to attack and kill them. I think he was just going to beat them up. 
I think what he was doing to the kids is what happened to him when he was young. Yeah, it makes you, like Josh had said earlier, it makes you think that his dad or somebody used to beat him or something. Well, because he alluded to the fact that the phone hasn't worked since he was a kid. So he'd been down in the basement in the same manner. Right. And, you know, so... Yeah, it makes you think that he was kept down there, and if he he tried to come out, his dad or somebody would do that to him. In the kitchen, just like he was doing and waited for him to come up and then called him and he probably did the same shit to him. He just didn't kill him obviously, but, um, the whole family was obviously jacked up because the brother was trying to figure out who it was and it was his brother all along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the mm-hmm. main so, thing that I thought was funny because I was like sitting there, I was like, Oh, who, who are they introducing for this? And then when I was, when I was saying like, he was in this area and this and that, I was like, as soon as he got up, like he was gonna go, like he knew where it was or something, he, I was like, "Oh shit, let me guess, he's gonna die or something." I know that. <laughs> well, like, and that yeah. was the most gruesome death in the movie yeah. was his. Yeah. Oh, Ethan Hawke's character, the grabber, yeah. yeah. No, the max. Oh yeah, when he hit him with the axe in the head, yes. Yeah, and then like he was like, "Look at what you made me do." <laughs> now he gets to <laughs> stay like, with the other ones. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, man, I, I just loved every part of this movie, though. I, I definitely want to own it at one point, too. Just because- but yeah, it was also interesting to know that there were two houses. Like, when they first went, the one house was where he kept the bodies, and that's where she was having the dreams, was where all the bodies were. Oh, yeah, like you were saying was. all the name and, like, the letters and all that shit, so she thought that it was towards him. Turns out that it was in the general area. Like, well, I thought that like, was cool, though, too, when she was going to look for the house and she was riding her bike. And then all of a sudden she saw the vision of all the kids that had been killed oh, before yeah. that basically made yeah. her stop right in front of the house. That's what like they were telling her it's right it. there. I liked how, like, even they showed, like, how they died. Or not really how they died, but how they looked like after they were killed and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I liked how, like, the dripping of the blood that came down and he saw the b- ghost and stuff. That's why I was wondering if they were alluding to knowing that she could see visions if he was able to see ghosts because they were, like, part of the same family or something, you know? Well, he, ma- he made it seem like he couldn't see them, though. Yeah, but, like, at so. one point he did with the, the dude hanging or whatever. But, like... Oh, that's true. Yeah, like that's why I was wondering if that's how they were able to get in touch with him is because he was gifted like she was, just in a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. That actually was a good observation because I honestly didn't really think about that watching it, but that makes sense why nobody else had Yeah, that's why they didn't get in in contact with anybody else or something like that is because they were both gifted. But, like, Mm -hmm. I like to, like, I mean, of course I don't like the the dad, like, smacking the shit out of the girl. That was hard to watch. Yeah, it was hard to watch. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and you could tell that it was like he was, like, it it was tearing him up to do it too you saw it like his look on his face and then i liked also the scene where like they're sitting there talking about like how her mom killed herself and this and that they're like oh yeah they and she kept on thinking that they were real too until like everybody like well i think the thing was his problem was he was an alcoholic probably caused by her committing suicide but he was probably worried about the daughter thinking that she would do the same thing because she was having the same kind of yep 
you know, gift or visions and stuff that our mom did. Yeah. And of course, everybody deals with shit differently. So, like, it would make sense. But I liked how, like, even she was like, God, please tell me how to do this. Like, the whole time going back and forth. Like, even at one point, she was like, you show me people that don't even matter. And then, (laughs) and then turns out that it's all for, like, the the reason how to find the house and all that shit. That's what. That's why I thought that this was like a great movie just by itself. Like knowing that it was a good to slash great movie just because they explained everything that needed to be explained, and then they didn't go into like plot hole territory where they got into where you're sitting there because there's not that many nitpicky things that I, if anything, that I could. Well, I even say, like, you knew when he started getting the phone calls, like, you kind of knew that each, you know, at some point you were like, okay, each person's going to end up calling him. Yeah. Right? And you knew that, but you still, like, when you were anticipating, though, like, okay, well, what's that person going to tell him? You know what I mean? Like, Like, now I want to watch him. Even, like, when he was sleeping on the bed where it looks like the phone was breathing. I thought that was cool, like, because it was like, because he's like, the this room plays tricks on you or something like that. I thought that's what he said, like, when he first put him in there because he was looking at the phone, where he's like, this stuff plays tricks on you and doesn't work for, like, this long. So I'm wondering if, like, knowing that it's in a spot where he's just by himself and he's in kind of, like, solitary confinement, right, where, like, that just messes with your brain. And so he was thinking that it was like calling him when it wasn't, type of thing, and that's like doing, what Ethan Hawke was doing. Was that I, he was thinking that in his head too? I also didn't know if uh, it was related to the stuff that he shot in his mouth. You know, those spray can stuff. Oh, when oh, he kidnapped yeah. him. When he kidnapped oh, him, because yeah, that's, that's that. you know, because that started right away. So I wasn't. Well, sure. I think he sprayed it mainly in his eyes. Because yeah, I mean, like, he was talking about his eyes at the beginning. Anyway, like I don't. And they didn't really I explain what it was. Like I'm assuming that it's something to make him pass out or something. But like, well, that's what I would assume. I don't but, think you they know, really specified what it was. They didn't, but that's where I was thinking possibly that's why he was seeing the phone. Oh, like it's hallucinating a little bit. Yeah, that's possible too. Yeah, had him messed up. But yeah, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, there's not really much to uh, bad with the movie. It seems like it was all pluses for me. Like, there was in like there was a bunch of cool scenes in it. Like, especially his death scene. I liked how everything broke it. Like how he broke his. Like I think it was like he was chasing after him. He fell through the hole that he set up, and then he broke his ankle. Because I think he put the the grate that fell off of the window. Yeah, he he dug that hole. Yeah, he dug he the, the hole the grate put from that the window in the hole. He covered it. it with the carpet. He also put the cable that he got across the way so he would trip over it. And then he used the phone to smack him and then he strangled him with it. So it's like he used everything. So he pretty that- much used all the things that the the other kids had given him clues because then that one guy gave him the the combination to the lock to get out the front door. Yeah. Too, yeah. So. 
And I'm surprised that the same, uh, he used the same fucking combination. If he knew the combination of how to get out, why the hell would he use the same one? Uh, that's probably the only nitpicky thing. Nobody but, ever, like, had, nobody ever escaped though. So why would he need to change yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was probably, he was already thinking like he was going to get rid of him anyway, because mm-hmm. how he escaped the first time. Well, so if great, anything, he was probably planning on getting rid of him anyway, so he didn't well, think Well, it was a it. great premise even with that, though, because remember, everybody had followed his guidance throughout, so he even got tired this time because he was staying awake waiting, waiting for him to... Yeah, and he never came upstairs. Mm-hmm. And so it even explained that, where he was able to actually get out the house the first time when he was caught, but he was able to do it because he, the dude was falling asleep. And and he was falling asleep because Finney wasn't doing what mm-hmm. everybody else basically had done. <laughs> but didn't the last guy tell him, basically, when he was telling yeah, you only have a certain amount of time? I know if I wasn't in the if I was in the same situation, if he unlocked the door, I would know something's up. <laughs> I well, know, I already like, was. Like, don't open. I'm thinking, don't open the door. Don't go up there because well, that's a trick. It's got to be. That's what we said when we were watching it. We're like, oh, yeah, he left no. the door mm-hmm. open for a reason. Yeah. So let's test. <laughs> yeah, he's testing you. So, and then of course he went up there anyways. Well, I mean, your natural, out. your natural thing is, I got to get out. So I mean, you know, oh, you're just, I mean, but yeah, that's that's almost where you spend the time to like develop something like a shank or something. Yeah. That's the main thing for me. If he was asleep, I would have went into the kitchen, tried to grab a knife and then stabbed the motherfucker. I wouldn't, I would make sure that he is not awake anymore before I left the house. Well, it is interesting though that, you know, he did cut his arm with that, with that rocket thing. Yeah. But the guy didn't take it from him because he oh, had it the whole time. Oh, yeah. That was a surprise. But, I mean, and it he was did probably because... one time that he was going to go upstairs and stab the guy in the neck with it. I thought, oh, maybe he'll stab him with yeah, the Yeah, then he used the that rocket, to, like, but... unscrew shit, too. Well, yeah. that's what I was saying. Was like, I, was I was surprised he didn't make that even, into, like, yeah. a shank. Because all he had to do was literally sharpen it. Because it was already good enough to cut... Yeah, ripped his arm open. He ripped the guy's fish. arm. Well, yeah, but that was a superficial one. It's like if you take something and you push Yeah, but it looked enough. bad. I don't know. I was like, geez. Well, yeah, but that's why it looked bad because he ripped him. I yeah. Mean, but he couldn't really stab somebody with a blunt end like that rocket mm-hmm. ship would have had. He would have had to make it, you know, sharper. Yeah. Puncture the skin. Punch, puncture the skin. But he had time down in the basement to do that. That's why I was just surprised that he didn't. That was one thing that... Because he had something. Well, he was more focused on what he was being told from the other kids. Oh, no, I I totally get it. But I'm just saying that's the one piece that I'm surprised he didn't, like, do. But it might have been because he was, like... The interesting thing, though, is is that it seemed like all the things that they were telling him to do weren't working, right? Because the one kid told him about the rope to try to get out the window. Well, he couldn't do that. He was trying to dig. He didn't have enough time to completely... But in the end... All those things ended up helping him, right? Because he ended up pulling the grate down. He had the hole with the grate in there. He had the, you know, they had the rope to trip the guy and and strangle him. And so, yep, it didn't work the way they were using them, but in the end, it all worked for him using all of them. Yep. Like, yeah, uh, that's why. That's why I thought that the whole movie was good. <laughs> 
And even with like packing in the dirt into the thing, that way it gets more heft. That way he could knock him out pretty much if he had to. Like that would make sense too. So I mean, like the whole thing goes. That's why I was like, I can't gush about this more. And then I told somebody at work about it, and then they watched it and they're like, "Yeah, that was fucking awesome." <laughs> yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah, and the ratings are really high. Like I think it should be. It was a good movie. Eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's like an eighty-eight or eighty-nine percent score with the audience. So yeah, it was. I thought it was a good movie. And and to go back to what uh, Elaine was saying about the budget, this movie cost between sixteen and eighteen million dollars, and it grossed uh, one hundred and sixty million in the box office. Yeah, but that's cheap for like a horror film. Yeah, I mean. You know, if anything, and he had a lot- most of it was just buying Ethan Hawke for the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he probably had a good relationship with. Uh, oh yeah, the well, director yeah. since he was in Sinister before that. Um, so he's got a working relationship with the director because I'm trying to think what else he made. I'm not sure if he was in anything else though. So, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Sinister, Deliver Us from Evil, Doctor Strange, and then The Black Phone. So, those are what the movies he's directed. So, uh, far, I like uh, a nice chunk of those movies. Yeah. So He's I mean, directed a lot more than that, but that's the most recent stuff. Yeah. He did not direct Sinister 2, which is a telling thing because that movie wasn't as good as the first one well i mean yeah we're gonna have to watch that for this podcast because that movie's well, disturbing be number <laughs> the, uh, that's number one scariest the, movies yeah. according to science yeah that's so a we will be watching that one that's a disturbing movie right there well no i liked I this one though because be it had like, it's not so disturbing I like this one, though, too, because it had a little bit of blood, but it wasn't like a slasher film. It was more psychological. I mean, other than the deaths that they told, like, with the kids dying, there was only really two on-screen deaths, really. Well, there were. It was only Max and then Ethan Max and the brother, yeah. Like, like both of them. And and, uh, with that, they only showed, like you said before, like the manner of, like, how injured the other kids were. Yeah, when they Yeah, they didn't go in to show you any of the No. Any they of only stuff. showed them buried, which yeah. they showed They basically. just they just really talked about implications of what you can fathom yeah. in your own and mind of what happened. And this character to me it was a combination of multiple serial killers. Yeah, that's what I think too. Dahmer they didn't do a Dahmer reference with cannibalism, but the teenage boys was a Dahmer thing. And so and was then, Gacy. Uh, Gacy, Gacy boys. was too, but Gacy, I think, did more than just boys, though. Um, yeah, I think he but did. He did bury adult. them in his. He guys. did, but like young adults. But yeah, yeah they yeah. weren't just teenagers or anything um, like that. But, but yeah. So I mean, it was a reference to those seventies and eighties when stuff could happen a lot easier than today. Right. I mean, right. I, I talk about it now. I don't think I'd be very interested if there's ever what they call the standard serial killer anymore because there's just too much technology out there now. yeah like yeah, what you're gonna so, have is there's these so multi- many cameras everywhere and it's uh, like easily tracks especially if you well, like the dna they're, what they're finding now is they're solving yeah cases from 20 years ago because now dna is matching with things that they had already and you know so 
but that's more about you know on the lines of our true crime podcast so um but i don't know do we have anything else to talk about in regards to black phone well i, I know we don't so. do the uh the screen the meter. but what, what did we meter? the creepo meter whatever what are we what did we well, decide we were gonna say, do like as a general raising i would probably say that this was like a nine or a ten for me just yeah, as I a agree. general like right just because like there was like barely anything that i could nitpick and be like oh i don't like this part in the movie because I my only like thing that i said josh the only one thing that i told jeremy this i said okay well if i have to nitpick um the fact when they were in the house and they were like oh there's nobody nothing in here and all of a sudden the guy was like oh wait there's a basement behind whatever that thing was right oh. and i was like well i'm like okay that's a little wonky just because, you know, certain areas you live in, you know whether there's, like, basements or not, if that's, like, a common thing. So, I think they would have kind of already known there were basements in those houses. But I can't remember what city this is in, but, yeah, if they were living Denver. in the town, they would have known. Denver. Yeah, so. I'm just saying, like, where I grew up, 95% of the houses have basements. Oh, no, I You know, so. I mean, but not every house could. No, I mean, so. not every house does, even if you, I'm just saying, when you live in a place where a majority, mm-hmm. like where we live, it's yeah. no, that's not a majority. Yeah, they we don't have basements. They were just trying to throw it off. Like, yeah, they even did that ending thing where they threw it off where, oh, they made it into the basement, but then they found the bodies, but not the actual, like, kid. The kid, the guy. So I, I thought that was a nice little twist at the end where you're just like, oh, I thought it was there. And nope. And then it was funny how, like, he escapes after he kills the dude, and he just walks out, and then all the cops are on the other side of the street, <laughs> and yeah. he's just like, he's like, what the fuck? You got the wrong house, motherfuckers. Damn. It's like, what's up? I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. One of the, the sisters saw it. I still think the best scene in the movie was when Gwen got pulled into the principal's office to talk to the oh, cops, to and she the calls cops, the cops yeah. a fuck nuggets. <laughs> I was dying. That made me laugh. Yeah, that was funny. Some fucking fuck nuggets. Whatever it was, she said something like that, but it was freaking hilarious. I was, yeah, I was dying. But that girl's gonna go far because she even that that scene you talked about it earlier though with the when she got belted by her dad. Uh, the dad. With the dad, she yeah. played that. Well, I thought good. the two main, you know, Finn, the one that played Finn and Gwen. I think they both did a good job. But yeah, she was. Like, like you're saying, because in that scene, for me, because of how she was acting, I think it was really hard for me to watch that scene. And I think it's because of how she was reacting so well. She did it She was doing it well, yeah. I mean, if if she was getting hit with a belt, that's exactly how she would, I mean, how you would, and you would feel afterwards, too. But, but yeah, my rating would be the same. I would say a 9, or I wouldn't say a 10, I would say a 9. It wasn't like amazing. The best or, thing you've ever yeah, seen. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen, but it was a great movie. Yeah, and it's I up there. I suggest anyone. Yep. Like we said at the beginning, you got spoiled if you listened to this before watching it, but go ahead and watch the movie even if you listened to what we said. Because we didn't give away too much because I didn't really, but we gave away a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still worth the watch. Um, oh, for sure. So, um, but. Uh, with that being said, does anybody have anything else for the black phone? Nope. Okay, so 
in the next podcast, what we're actually going to do in commemoration of Hocus Pocus 2 coming out, we're actually going to talk about Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 in the next podcast. So um, it's been a good hot minute since I've seen the original, the, the original <laughs> one. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, got to brush I up. Love I, I love that movie too, but I just haven't seen it in like, I don't know, like 10 years or something. Yeah, it's been. And of course, well, it's a little on the lighter it side. It should but... be like a movie. It, it should be at least a movie that you should play in Halloween, like yeah. every Halloween. Oh, yeah. At least once. And then well, like, after yeah. that. We're gonna probably the next one after that will be Halloween ends. Oh, I forgot mostly because there's one other movie that comes out like at the beginning of October, like the seventh, is Hellraiser. Oh, it's gonna be on Hulu. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah, like I just saw a trailer for it. It looks pretty dope. Is it a movie so, or is it a series? I can't remember. Yeah, it's a movie. Oh, yeah, okay. I think it's a movie. Yeah. Like it looks pretty I did, cool. Though. I did see that because they have a girl. Playing I know that. Playing. Yeah, they have it. a transgender person playing as the role, like a trans girl or whatever. So, like a lot of people were shitting on it. I'm like, dude, as long as the fucking movie's good, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter like, to me. Honestly. I think think Pinhead can be anybody. Right. Yeah, it's like that. And that happened around the same time as the Little Mermaid stuff came out. Like, where, like, oh, the black girl's playing, uh, a oh, black lady is playing Ariel. People are, like, bringing that up into the news. I'm like, dude, it doesn't like, matter as cares? long as it's a good movie. Why well, say that about as anything? As long as it's a you know, good movie. People shit on Star Wars or Star Trek. It's like, I don't care. If the movie was good, I don't give a shit. If it goes to, it goes back to that whole canon talk that we talked about on Sci-Fi Graveyard. You know, I'm not a big, I don't care about what the canon is for anything. Or like if there was a book that the movie was based on. Oh, yeah. All I give a shit is, was the movie good or not? Because for one, I don't read books. Anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we'll be doing Hocus Pocus 1 and 2. And then after that, possibly Hellraiser. If it's not Hellraiser, it'll be Halloween Ends um, after that. So... Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys made it all the way to the end of this podcast and continue to listen. Um, but also check out our website at the heart of geek heartofgeek.com. Check out our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. We stream every Friday. We'll be twi- uh, streaming uh, House of Ashes um, on Friday. So um check us out there. yeah i had a little bit of trouble on our streams uh, when we did little hope for the man of the badan stuff it's kind of funny how we're doing like a bunch of horror stuff like knowing that spooky season is coming up too well, it's, <laughs> on, it's on purpose <laughs> yeah yeah so um but yeah for all of us at the heart of geek i hope you guys enjoyed this uh episode of scream creeps and we'll see you in the next one Peace. Have a good night. Peace.